you're listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast, hosted by Zach Bechtold and Matt Franks. If you'd like to learn more about the Bearded Theologians, you can go online at beardedtheologians.com, where we have past podcasts, blogs, and a couple items for sale. So check us out, beardedtheologians.com. Thank you for listening, and enjoy this week's show. You're listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast, hosted by Matt Franks and Zach Bechtold. And we have uh, two very special guests on the show with us today. Uh, our new friends, we have Karen Ware-Jackson and Bromley McClinigan. Did I get that right? You did. Yeah. <laughs> That's exciting. Uh, we're going to start the day out well. Uh, but, but, but Karen and Bromley, thank you so much for being on and, uh, and sharing, your, uh, uh, sharing your work with us. Would you tell us a little bit about um, who you are, where you're from, and uh, just kind of we'll start there. Absolutely. Well, I'm Karen Ware Jackson, and I am a pastor in Greenville, North Carolina. My husband and I actually are the co-senior pastors of First Presbyterian in Greenville, North Carolina, which is East uh, East Carolina, where East Carolina University is. Okay. We have two children who are just fantastic and fun and ask lots of good questions, and uh, we we uh, enjoy pastoring and parenting and doing all that together. And so Bromley and I worked on this book together when kids ask hard questions. Awesome. Uh, yeah, Karen and I, uh, though we had both been participants in uh, Young Clergy Women International, uh, the book is is sort of, it's, an, it's published through Chalice with uh, through the Young Clergy Women imprint. Um, but so, despite both being members, it's a large organization and we'd never met before um, working on this project together. Um, but anyway, but I am a pastor in suburban Chicago in Hinsdale, Illinois. Uh, I'm the associate pastor for ministry with families at Union Church of Hinsdale, which is a UCC congregation, though I'm ordained as Methodist. And uh, right now I'm actually also acting senior pastor because as of Sunday, my seniors on sabbatical. So I am learning about just really how many more emails I can receive every day. Bromley does all the things. I do all the things today. Do all the so. things, right? That's great. Um, so I, I love that um, you all met at an event uh, or through another organization because uh, that's how Matt and I met, uh, you know, uh, we met when I lived in New Mexico. He was in Oklahoma. Uh, we physically met in Dallas, Texas on a trip to go to the Philippines. Um, oh, wow. And so, yeah, we, so I, I love that we have that, that kindred spirit of here's how we connect with people um, through all of these, these spaces uh, yeah. and then work to, to produce this work and have this passion for these uh, well, We projects. did the work all on, you know, basically just all online, edited yeah. the whole book, never in the same place, never meeting. And then, um, just before the book was printed, we met last summer that's in, July. in real life. Right. Real life. <laughs> right. That's fantastic. I, lo I love that so much. <laughs> um, well, tell us about, yeah, tell us about this book. When kids, uh, when kids ask hard questions, uh, if you're looking at the video, there's bright, bright yellow cover here on the screen. Um, tell us a little bit about it. <laughs> You came in on the ground level. You talked about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, uh, this book came together uh, as, it started out as kind of an, a joint idea between Chalice and Young Clergy Women, thinking about just topics and that parents 
especially progressive, wanting to come up with a, a book for progressive parents. I'm speaking not only about how to raise your children in the faith, but you know, there are a lot of um, more conservative parenting, Christian parenting books, but there are fewer, not none there, but there are fewer uh, progressive parenting books, Christian parenting books. And so this started there and started coming up with things that we wanted to cover. And um, then Bromley and I started working on it and we moved to this idea of, of having it be about the questions kids ask, because when you, if you work with kids at all, whether you, as a parent or as a pastor, as a Sunday school teacher, as a grandparent, as an aunt or an uncle or a teacher, whatever it is, chances are you're going to get one of those doozies of a question, you know, thrown at you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and you got to say something. And what you say, you want it to be true mm -hmm. and you want it to be um, you want it to be faithful to, to what you believe, but you also want it to speak to where the child is in that moment. And a lot of what we believe is, can be very abstract, can be very difficult for kids to grasp. And so um, we don't want to, you know, you, you want to be able to say something that, that speaks to them, but also leaves room for further discussion, further growth, further, further understanding on their part, you know, more and more and more conversations. So yeah i love that yeah i think the and the move from so initially it was sort of uh we had this thought about and the book is still set up with a like how do you craft conversations um and here are some tools to do that but uh but and i don't know i'm I find in like the parenting groups that we do, you know, mm -hmm. and at church, like folks are always like, why would I talk about this stuff with, you know, my kids? And uh, I think the, um, I got interviewed by the Hinsdalian, which is oh. our local weekly paper uh, in Hinsdale. And, uh, and, and like the headline was like, you know, should you talk about hard things with kids? You know, as if like you have an option. Right. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Anyway, so, so, but that moved to the sense that, like, you don't really have a choice. So it's really a question of, like, are you going to do this well? Um, and how can we help resource folks um, with some other folks who have already done reflecting on it? Yeah, I, I love that. Uh, both Matt and I uh, are parents, and uh, I, I can't speak for Matt, but I know in, in my experience, my wife and I just, we've got a, an almost 13-year-old, an almost 10-year-old, and an almost 7-year-old. And uh, getting them to talk and getting them to share and getting them to be in those spaces uh, willingly is so hard sometimes. And then it's usually out of the blue where they're like, hey, what about, what about this? And you're like, oh, <laughs> crap. <laughs> I was not prepared for this, you know. Um, and, and so going online and, and, you know, there are countless blogs and books and, and everything from whatever perspective. And you just never you never know what you're going to get. You know, my wife and I have gone through and just read countless things and, and so much, much of it's really can be really judgy and, and pointed and just make you feel like crap as a parent. Cause you're like, Oh, I'm not doing it right. You know? And so to have a collection of conversations and things all together from, from people who have been vetted and trusted and, you know, all of those things is so helpful uh, not only as, as a clergy person, and a, and, but, as a, but as a parent first of here's a resource that has so much value and so much information uh, to, to just dig into and make it okay, <laughs> you know, and, and still at the end of the day say, well, I don't know, but we'll try. 
you know. Um, and so thank you for for putting all of that together in such a way that is, um, gosh, just meaningful to people uh, rather than point the finger or, you know, anything else that we see online or in person or in parent groups or mom groups or however. Uh, there's so much... Um, negative space out there, I suppose. Uh, and I think this is bringing light in a very positive way. Yeah, we really wanted, it is certainly a book from a progressive Christian perspective, but we really wanted to leave room for people to come up with their own words for their own faith. And so yeah. you might read an essay in here and say, you know what, I don't actually believe <laughs> or Or I, well, I see that this person, you know, talked to their kids about this, but I don't feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. And you know, we've left a lot of space for that. You know, we're not saying you should say X, Y, Z. What we try to have everyone do is consider, you know, when, when you read the essay, it gives you, um, it might give you words or it might give you a foil to come up with, you know, what you really do believe or what you would say, different questions, things to talk about. If you are um, have, a, have a partner in this, whether, whether it's a co-parent or whether it's, a co-teacher, or maybe you're the pastor and you want to, you know, right. talk to the parents. You don't always have the authority. Um, mm -hmm. Sometimes you do, sometimes you don't have the authority to, to provide, you know, whatever guidance. Um, so kind of, we really try to think through that um, and help people get, develop their own language, what they want to say. And I think along that too, I, nothing uh, bores me more uh, as a reader oh, oh, and as pastor, you know, like listening to other people's sermons and things than like someone who's going to tell me something that like a hundred people have already said before, mm -hmm. like in pretty much the same way as if it is revolutionary. Uh, and, <laughs> um, and I mean, you know, like there's nothing new under the sun. Fine. Right. Fair. Like we're, you know, we're not reinventing everything all the time, but but I want it, I, I think it was important for us to say, sometimes the ways that we've talked about these things have not been great. Right. And it's worth taking some time to really think about the theological um, implications and to really think about like how what we, how what we think we're saying or, the, or what we think we know actually meshes with what's going on in the world mm -hmm. um, in, some, uh, in some really grounded ways. And, and I think that that making the connection and sort of challenging even our assumptions of what's, what's the go-to Christian response was important. Um, that, and, and that I think makes this a really nice contribution. Yeah, no, I, I think so. And uh, gosh, I love, I love the willingness to leave space um, and, to, and to own, hey, we're not saying anything new, but here it is, you know, and here, here it is in a way that um, is hopefully fruitful for you, uh, where you can come to your own conclusions and uh, insert your own words or own conversation, but here's a starting place. Uh, and please disagree, you know, <laughs> please, please have that permission to be who you are as a, as a parent, as a pastor, as a leader, um, and go from there. Um, gosh. Yeah. Well, that's what like for me, when I was looking over this book, um, a week ago, um, there were a couple of authors. I mean, I, I know Yuki, um, she and I went to seminary together and I was like, wow. Like, I'm, so I was like, I jumped to that one and read that one. I was like, yeah, that, you know, like, and, um, but one of the things that struck me was in, uh, Karen, in your opening chapter, you had the, the faith five, um, mm -hmm. 
and I was like, and I, um, I don't remember where I was at, but I took a picture of it and I sent it to my wife. I said, like, look, like, let's, let's talk about this when I get home in like two weeks. Um, yeah. and, and, and let's, let's think about some ways that we could incorporate this in our lives. Cause we have a, um, we have a 12 year old going on 30, um, and then a, a 10 year old, um, that, um, also is going on 30 to 40 and, um, they're very, their their theological depth, um, is almost scary because it's so deep and um, their Sunday school teachers don't know how to handle some of the things that, that they do. And so like, um, we know that not necessarily in Sunday school, they're going to get the depth that they need. And so like finding us, like finding something that we can provide for them um, in a healthier way where it's not like, all right, dad's the pastor. He's, you know, he's trying to do his pastoral thing, but like to have a genuine conversation. Um, Like I found that to help provide some, kind of guidelines of having a genuine conversation that um, I think in a lot of our homes uh, gets lost and we've just forgotten how to do it. And we forgot how um, I like how, like, you know, the recommendation of using scripture or something else um, is, is vital to that conversation too. Um, And uh, I I just feel like that that's like something in the book that can be very helpful for uh, families who are looking for something to help their families kind of cohesively come together in faith and, 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 share life together um yeah i i was just um i didn't rich melheim is the one who um yeah copyrighted the faith five yeah (laughs) fantastic (laughs) um and and you know you can use it but the thing i love about it so much is it's just like the most simple thing because you're like oh i i do all these things Mm -hmm. i talk to my kids about what they do in their day great i share with them i you know we, we we discuss Maybe, maybe we're not always reading scripture, but a lot of times we're reading something, even yeah. with young, tiny kids. Um, and I think we do lose some of that when they get a little older, that like sit, sit together and read time. So it encourages that back. Um, and we talk about it. Uh, we pray together. And we, we do like a good night, you know, a good night kiss. And we changed it in our house to a good night blessing. And, but this takes it and, and just makes it all perfectly mutual. It's like, I ask them about their day, but then I tell we, we talk about my day too. What was the hardest thing that happened in my day? Not just, you know, what, what the sad things that happened in your day. And, and, and when we talk about the Bible, it's not just me saying, oh, this, you know, let me tell you about this or that. It's, it's always, the whole thing is about mutuality. And, you know, if you share, they share um, back and forth. And it, it, it feels just very simple. It doesn't feel like this big, scary thing you have to add into your day. Mm. It's like, I'm doing all these things. I might not be doing them like in a very, um, you know, detailed, you know, like a five step process right. and you don't actually have to do it in a five step process. You It'll still work. Kind of, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I certainly don't. So I, I, I'm, I'm a fan of it. Yeah. I think that we're having a pastoral, thing and uh you know a thing and uh and it's astounding the the parties in the household are having trouble um figuring each other out uh and where and each other's perspective and it's amazing to me how sort of reticent they are to just like increase the volume of conversation they have like how how firmly I believe that like things would be so much better if they just talk to each other more you know like if and and I think that's the thing with the kid you know it's like not every conversation 
should be like a talk about a thing right <laughs> like we we should just be communicating regularly with each other in our families that's a thing um and so i yeah i really appreciate um karen's setting up of just like this is a thing right like yeah. parenting or working with and being with children in relationship is about actually having a relationship with them. <laughs> it's it, i'd like to the um it is true like i read less with my older ones i didn't say this i have three daughters uh almost 13 uh 10 in the spring and uh four and a half so, yeah. yeah got reappointed uh, <laughs> and, uh, the, uh, um, the uh um and uh so uh, oh so like the older one you know we don't read with them as much uh but like Fiona, our oldest, was assigned to watch the State of the Union, or at least 10 minutes of it on Tuesday. And um, and like we sat and watched, you know, passively and calmly with her uh, and um, without interjecting anything. But it was really a good way for us to like then have some fruit for conversation about a whole mess of things after that. And so, um, and so yeah, I think, Anyway, I think it's really nice to be to have it pointed out too that like it doesn't just have to be read the Bible together. You know, I mean, like anything can become fruit for reflection. Mm -hmm. Well, and I, I love just I love the the pointed intention of have let's have conversations with our children because uh, the problem one of the problems we see in the church and in in my opinion is we want young people we want children we want youth we want young people. Um, and, and the question becomes, well, why aren't they here? Well, they're not here because you've never let them have the conversation. And now that you think that they're old enough, probably because they're married and have kids now, um, that they're old enough, responsible enough that now they can enter into the conversation and we've lost them, right? Because we weren't having the conversation with them before. And we find, I think we find that in our, in our own family systems of, um, you know, maybe if you look, 25, 30 years ago in the parenting style of you're to be seen and not heard and just be here, you know, whether that's in family system or churches or public or wherever. And now we're wondering why young adults and uh, huge mystery new families and no are, one can put their <laughs> finger on. Right, right. And, and some of the most fruitful conversations I've had with, with all of my kids, uh, rural Montana, we drive everywhere. It's a 45 minute to an hour drive everywhere. And uh, often I find it with either with the whole family or just a section of my family. And it's a time on the road just to go, how's it going? You know, um, some of the most deep theological reflections on uh, humanity and the way that God sees people from my 12 year old have come sitting in the car and her going, what the hell? <laughs> you know, why are people acting this way? Because uh, she's paying attention to the world in the United Methodist Church and the world broadly, you know, and, and what the perspective is living uh, in Texas and New Mexico and now Montana and how that's different and her going, what is happening? <laughs> you know, why are people acting this way? And what can I do? You know, how do I begin the conversation in my peer groups? Of, uh, and just, yeah, just that space to go, here we are, you know, you have my attention. We, we lament the loss of the family dinner table a lot. I mean, you hear that all the time. Yeah. Some people still have the chance to do that. Some people don't. But I think what we need to do is just start um, reimagining or reanointing our other spaces. It's, yeah. The car is, you know, a great place. 
Mm-hmm. I, I have heard they can't leave. Depending on whether you have your own, you know, headphone situation, mm-hmm. you might be able to do that. Um, but we, we also have, um, I hear my kids, thank goodness, so far too young to have phones, but I hear great things about people having text conversations mm-hmm. um, and, and re- using text as a way to reach out to their um, older children. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've, I've heard of some, uh, you know, I even know someone who said that her, uh, she and her adult college age son used to, um, he would call and say, I need to have a text conversation with you. And oh, wow. Sometimes he just needed that extra remove. And he wanted, because she was not really a texter, but he would say, I'm going to call you. I'm going to start texting you, mom. Like, I need you to be like mm-hmm. in this with me. And, yeah. she would, and they would, and then she'd say, okay, they get off the phone and then they text back and forth. And um, so, but a lot of this also, I mean, uh, with the technology, with FaceTime um, and, you know, whatever, Android, mm-hmm. I use Google Voice, whatever. There's Facebook Messenger is one I use all the time. Mm-hmm. You can do, you can do these. I travel for work. And I do, you know, nighttime blessings um, with my kids through the, we kiss, we kiss the phone, you know, we talk about our day and it's great. Um, my parents do this with my kids uh, mm-hmm. uh, every Saturday. We have like a, they do a, they live in Texas, we live in North Carolina and they do a Skype um, or a FaceTime thing. And you, the, the technology we have can really be a space for real conversation, regular mm-hmm. conversation. Yeah. No. Uh, go ahead. Well, I was gonna say because uh, I know we're we're, we're kind of short. Yeah, you know, we've got a little bit of time. We want to make sure you give you space to to be where you need to be uh, your next appointment. Uh, and so, kind of jumping back to the book uh, for you, for both of you, uh, which chapter that you like? Which chapter spoke to you the most? Ooh. Well, so we both have family members who wrote for the book. Um, so, so obviously those. those start yes. there. Um, <laughs> and uh, I, there's so many that, um, so it was, it was really fun uh, to work on a project like this. So Chalice had, you know, a couple folks that they, really wanted to include and ask to contribute essays. But then a lot of the other ones were sort of like people who we knew or had read or whose stuff we like, you know, and so we were like, would you do this? And so it was really, so in some ways we got to, um, anyway, so I think it it was neat to kind of like be able to offer folks I mean, we have a couple folks who have like published a lot, um, but some who haven't necessarily. And so it was neat to be able to say, can you tell us what you know about this? You know, um, and those were actually some of my favorites. Um, I don't know, Karen, what do you got? It's, I, I have a similar stress. Um, I mean, one of the one I'll tell you, one of the ones that hit me the hardest was talking with kids about gun violence. Mm. Um, that's Allison Salem Lyles. And she, like, for the question that the kids ask is, you know, mommy, are the bad guys going to come to my school? Oh. Just, you know, like that. Ooh, that's a, 
That is a hard hitting, and I will tell you, she pulls zero punches yeah. in that essay. And um, this is one actually that my husband and I disagree on. He read it, and he was like, "You can't say that to kids." Oh, <laughs> and I was like, "No, maybe you can't say that to kids. Like, maybe we don't need to be talking about it this way." And so, you know, we had we the two of us had a whole conversation about that. Yeah. About whether you know whether whether that was the right approach, or what else would you say, or maybe. You know, we were both still chewing on that one for right. probably still chewing on it. But it did exactly what it was supposed to do, right? right. Open the door for conversation. Mm-hmm. I really love um, uh, Becca Gorell's essay. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, which uh, she talks about, um, that's what counts, navigating questions about gender and identity. Mm-hmm. And and she does, I mean, she she's write specifically about questions of gender um, and identity, but she also talks very much, but she has some great like biblical stuff and, um, and, a, and kind of a powerful personal narrative and, and also hammers this down to, this isn't a question like for kids, this isn't a question about, how we categorize human life or how we know what's true. You know, it's about how do they know who they can trust? And that that is such a fundamental, you know, thing. So even if your kids never have any questions about gender and identity, I don't know, probably there's that kid um, somewhere, but, uh, but uh, they do that your child will have questions about how we know who's trustworthy. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there was, what was the other one I wanted to Oh, I mean, just so many of them are so good. Um, I, uh, I, the, um, Rachel Keith, she wrote a whole book, The Life-Saving Church, Suicide and Mm -hmm. and Faith Communities, and she did um, one called God's Not a Fan, talking about suicide, and that was not, this is, that was another one that hit me hard, because Mm -hmm. she pointed out a lot of the, that we do see children mm-hmm. who are either making attempts on their life or um, sometimes completing attempts on their lives and right. seven young mm-hmm. children and um, had, and I, a lot of the things that she brought up, I hadn't thought about before. I had not, I had always um, dealt with it, trying to make sure to comfort people that in these situations, you know, you don't want to think that the person was in such deep spiritual and emotional physical sometimes pain that that god would of course have compassion and love and and they would be in the full embrace of god um, after their death and yet she made the point that sometimes you 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 don't need to say of course it's perfectly absolutely okay because that might be the thing that's stopping somebody Mm -hmm. and i was like oh my gosh i never thought about that Right. And I really helped when she said, God's not a fan. Um, we, we actually had some people question that or whether that will happen. And, but I thought, I thought that was helpful language for me mm-hmm. for giving to a kid to say that it's not that God doesn't love you or anything like that, but that God is about life. Mm-hmm. And, and how do you, how do you navigate that very complex? Right. But, but again, like it's it, so many of these, are are not trying 
are, are sort of trying to distill some clear things that will help you in helping your children to make sense and meaning of things. But, but never are folks saying, this is simple. You know, I mean, like it is complex, you know, I mean, our, our um, <laughs> the, um, the guy who wrote about mental illness and addiction um, is really uh, writes m far more frequently in poetry than in prose. And that ended up being kind of perfect because it was like, you know, this is really complicated and having some good metaphors is probably really a good thing um, to have on hand. And I think too, um, Elizabeth Grasham's is really powerful um, about forgiveness uh, and uh, and both hers coupled with like Sarah Lund's and and even um, and the ones on um, Sarah Lund wrote about bullying. She wrote about bullying and um, there's one on friendship and then there's another one. Uh, there's a number of on uh, race um, and uh, and early on in the book, there's one about um, my child, how, how I would like you who have um, uh, children without uh, learning disabilities or differences or um, are, uh, how I would like you to talk to your children about being friends with mine, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, and all of those, I think, I mean, we we wanted really hard to talk about like accountability and how, you know, like, and not tell kids that they have to like be friends with someone who hurt them or, you know, or necessarily forgive someone who's done harm and hasn't like done any work of reconciliation and to take accountability ooh, for their own <laughs> actions. Sorry. It's okay. So passionate. The, uh, <laughs> um, and, and so I think that like, it's, uh, I don't know. I, I'm, I felt so proud of this book because I feel like all of these pieces are sort of beginning to vision for us, like the world we want, right? Mm -hmm. Like the society that we want. We want kids who can understand and live with complexity. <laughs> we want kids who can like feel, um, feel empowered uh, to seek their own health and wellness and wholeness, but also like, be aware of the ways in which they might fail at that sometimes mm -hmm. too, you know, and be open to learning new ways. So, um, yeah. I, yeah. Well, and I, I just, as, as, as a pastor, I love that you brought in so many voices um, because so often we get a book and it's one voice, one perspective, and it's typically usually trying to sell a book. Um, and so it's, it's guided in that direction in, this brings so many voices uh, from a similar theological perspective, but different voices um, so that when we read through this, we hear that. And when we hand it to people, we're handing them something that's not our voice. Because uh, so often what even what our church gets is just our voice, right? right. Um, and, and so to have that diversity, to have that uh, tool to just hand to somebody and say, hey, <laughs> Here you go. Uh, here's a whole lot of voices saying a whole lot of things. Uh, where does your voice fit into that as well? I think is a, a, a wonderful example of how to have the conversation. Uh, that it's not one-sided and not from one person or one perspective, but here are a bunch. Um, this is what the world looks like. 
I think that's such a beautiful thing that you guys uh, have put together. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah. No, thank you. So, uh, multiple voices. <laughs> so yeah, uh, Karen and Bromley, anytime you're welcome to come back anytime uh, and share with us whatever it is, it, even if it's not you two together, if it's sure. one of you have like, hey, I actually have this project out too. We'd love to get that out. You know, we'd, we'd love to have you uh, on, on the Bearded Theologians. Uh, the book is, um, for those of you that are actually watching the video, uh, it's when kids ask hard I feel like questions. we didn't have a warning that there was going to uh, be a video. <laughs> so uh, it's not our main thing, but yeah, it's like, there. Like baby tid people, yeah. but... Those two people are very active. And, uh, but uh, for those of you who are listening, uh, the book is called When Kids Ask Hard Questions. Uh, you can find it through Chalice Press. Uh, we encourage you to, to pick it up and, and utilize it uh, either in your like small group circles. If you have a group of parents that get together, it'd be, it, it, it's a great resource and tool uh, to be able to, to work with one another on how to do this. Because it, it, it does take a community to raise uh, uh, children. And if you can sit down with a group of people and, and wrestle with this together, I think you can find uh, some great media that uh, in your community. And so for the Bearded Theologians, I'm Matt Franks. I'm Zach Bechtold. Thanks for checking us out. Thank you for listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share on all social media outlets. You can check out old episodes and more information at beardedtheologians.com. Thanks for checking us out.